Hello and welcome back to Quarantine, episode 26. My guest today is the lovely and talented Lorraine Lopez. Um, Lorraine and I actually met uh, my very first time going to Bert's back room. Little did I know at the time that uh, Lorraine and I would develop a close friendship and that Burt's would one day become, I guess, my very first home club, or at least the very first place to ever pay me money for doing comedy. So uh, a very special day that I didn't realize how special it was at the moment. It was great to have Lorraine on the show in it. Uh, we talk about everything from her Marie condoing her apartment to um, how our friend Betsy, who was the other comic that I became good friends with and met that day, uh, is doing. And uh, we just have a really fun little chat, and uh, I think this is a great little episode. Also on this episode, and in the clip I posted on Instagram for it, um, Lorraine cued off uh, what would end up becoming one of my most controversial jokes that I eventually that I would turn I would turn into a tweet that would ultimately lose me a ton of comedians following me on Instagram. So you get to hear that joke in the episode. You probably wouldn't be able to guess what it was because it's so inane. But uh, you never know which one's going to be the one that loses you all your friends. Anyway. Check out the show. Great episode. Lorraine Lopez. Well, because I was doing like the Marie Kondo thing in my closet. So all my clothes are on my bed. Seems like you're doing a bad job at the Marie Kondo. <laughs> I don't think anyone would look at your apartment and go, this woman watched Marie Kondo. That's, that's the Marie Kondo trick right there. Just throw your sheet over all this stuff that doesn't bring you joy. Hide it with your... Hold on. Hide that, which does a bunch of bags of of joy right there. <laughs> wait, 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 let's see. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks fine. You look okay. great. I'm in bed, but how are you? How are you doing? How are you doing, Lorraine? I'm good. I've been good. Yeah. Are we on? <laughs> um, I have a question for you since you're doing the Marie Kondo thing. Um, have you found how what percentage of your stuff that you've Marie Kondoed so far? has been bringing you joy? Are you like 50-50 joy, no joy? Um, so much joy. So yeah. much joy. You're- you're <laughs> 100% joy. You've gotten rid of nothing. <laughs> Wait, I got rid of a lot of things. Oh, okay. But Wait, that's but a you're, thing. You're, you're only supposed to get rid of the things that don't bring you joy, I thought. Yes. See, but for me, that would be like, see, that's tricky. Because like if I picked up my like my like kettlebells that I work out with, I'd be like, these don't bring me joy. These yeah, true. <laughs> big, true. big no joy on all of the workout equipment I've been using. Yeah. But I think uh, have to, yeah, it's that's that's making it kind of hard, but I know I'm I'm like, I can't work out anymore. I threw out all the workout stuff I had because it didn't bring me joy. <laughs> I mean, I got rid of like 10 dresses yesterday, which was hard oh, for me. Nice. I've, I have not get, gotten rid of anything like clothes-wise since I was in high school. Oh, wow. If I went into my kitchen, I'd hold my frozen pizzas. I'd be like, these bring me joy, <laughs> and I will be getting rid of them soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, so it's not for you. It's, it's what, we, what we have just concluded is not I, your thing. I used to have a Marie Kondo bit. Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying that, like, uh, like all of the all of the Netflix documentaries are always about these horrible, terrible monsters, like 
Michael Jackson and Aaron Hernandez and R. Kelly and Marie Kondo. And I think, you know, that bitch has got some skeletons in her closet, or at least she did before she picked them up and realized they didn't bring her joy. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Uh, So where are you staying? I'm staying in my apartment. In your apartment in uh, in West Hollywood? West Hollywood. And I'll go to my friends, but he he lives in Beachwood. So back and forth. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, how's that going? How's the how's the relationship surviving? I mean, the first couple weeks was terrible. I mean, terrible, terrible. Yes, I but think you, it was. But you weathered it. We weathered it, and even now it's pretty rocky. But it's pretty rocky. <laughs> but you're hanging in there. See, it's funny. M- mine ended in the quarantine, and it oh, wasn't wow. even going that bad. We were just kind of like, eh. <laughs> whoa. But how? How does that happen during quarantine? Well, we weren't we weren't seeing each other at all. And I don't know. Just just this seemed like it was going to happen for a while. It's not something I'm trying to even talk about that much on on the podcast. Okay. But I'm I'm curious about yours. I don't want to talk about mine, but let's talk about <laughs> yours. <laughs> yeah, mine was tricky because I feel like I was so busy all the time you know like if i was not out doing stand up or just being out and about i was working at night so i had very little time to hang out with my boyfriend so when this happened i lost my job and i don't do have been, been doing comedy so i have a lot of free time and basically just to hang with him and at first i feel like he wasn't giving me that time oh okay that's the problem it was it wasn't that like now that you now that suddenly you were hanging out all this time, you're like, I don't know how much I like this guy. <laughs> well, that was another thing. It's because I am extremely messy and he's extremely OCD. And uh, and I like basically I feel like I when know, I, do- I saw I saw your post Marie Kondo room. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine the pre Marie Kondo apartment. Yeah. No, but when I go to his place, like he treats me like a child. He's like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, uh, this place is so strict. Like I can't, it's just and do your philosophies align with like the response to the quarantine? Do you have do you have similar philosophies or like one of you more like this is bullshit and the other one's like, I think it's real? Well, this is one of the problems that we did have is so I don't mind waiting in line at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does like he it, it pisses him off because like, he sees a line. He sees a mess of people. And you're like and you're like, I'm at home amongst this mess of people (laughs) i don't i just prefer i prefer a place that's going to be like less people you're in line but they're cleaning everything he just thinks it's like some kind of terrible like the government's trying to take over and now we have to wait in lines and like he has kind of that attitude where i'm like i'm just trying to get us some good food like i don't know so you're going you're going together to the grocery store no i'm going by myself he doesn't Huh? He doesn't go. He doesn't go after like you like went one time and then and then you're like you stay home <laughs> and I'll go to the the grocery store. <laughs> it's just like discussions. I mean, we haven't really gone together. He just doesn't go. He just doesn't go. Yeah. Uh, do you live alone in your apartment? I do. Oh, nice. Good, yeah. good for you. And have you did you have you successfully gotten unemployment insurance? I've been going through just an abject nightmare. Oh no. And you still haven't got anything? I so I actually after calling over a thousand times 
20 minutes before this podcast, finally got a person on the phone. Oh, wow. And they're like, and they were like, yes, there's errors on our part with your claim, but we have to call you back. (laughs) So now now I'm waiting again to see if I get called back. Um, I got to hand it to the person I was speaking to on the phone. Considering the emotional trauma she must be going through dealing with people trying to collect their unemployment benefits and not getting through to people on the phone, she was remarkably in high spirits. That's awesome. Wow. I wonder if she's a bit of like a sadomasochist that just gets off. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I always yeah. I always find like when like I call like the when I call like the LADWP with problems, they always have like, you know, a um, a strategically underpaid overemployed angry person answering the calls whose like problems are already worse than yours so they don't give a shit they're like mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna have to wait well you're gonna have to wait a second while i figure out <laughs> they're always yeah. yelling like i call to yell at them and they start out yelling at me and it's like a total they totally turn the tables on me every time mm-hmm. i try to call the ladwp and i'm like your hiring methods and your mistreatment of those people you hire strategically sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, we're used to that now. We're used to that kind of response. So when someone is nice, you're just like, what the hell? Are you enjoying the time off of everything? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Weirdly. I feel like I'm the only one. But I also, all my friends, though, are still like, most of them are actually getting busier with work now. So I, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of the one person that's like, yeah, I don't mind this and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, taking I don't some Taking some Lorraine time. Exactly. And it's I, you been, know. It's been two months. She's gotten a little bit of Marie Kondoing done. <laughs> Relationships on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, my boyfriend, so at his place, it's super like, you know, but he comes over. He's like, I always feel like it's a party when I come over your place because I'm like drinking wine, I'm like dancing. He's like, I'm just like having the time of my life, and it's concerning me because I, I feel like I also just did that um, sixteen personalities test. Have you done that? The it's like the Briars. I forgot the oh, name. The Myers Briggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've done that. I, I don't know if Myers Briggs is the right thing, but I, I have done it. I forgot what I was, but I was, I don't know. I was the good thing. Okay. Good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, what, did you, what was your personality? Well, it was very introvert, which I am. But I, it's weird because I'm always out all the time. So you would assume otherwise. And I like to be out, but I'm also very shy. And I'm in kind of in a, I don't know. I don't need to, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I always thought that that was weird of me and I was like try to fix that like how do I become more sociable or how can I and I read my thing and I was like wow this knows me better than I know myself and it's okay and also makes sense why I'm enjoying this so much and I also talked to a girlfriend of mine who said how when you were your your personality is developed before you're five years old so she was like you should ask your parents what they remember about you when under when you were that age and one of the things my mom, the only thing my mom could remember was that I would always be playing in the closet with my invisible friends. <laughs> so, so your, my, your test came back uh, schizophrenic. <laughs> Mul- multiple personality introvert. <laughs> yeah. In- 
introvert extrovert but only with people who don't exist yes exactly great, great relationship with uh people who don't actually exist yeah it made a lot of sense because i could do that i could be home and i was like hey like i i it just yeah and i'm okay with it but also it scared me because it said that unless i'm super passionate about something sometimes i'm i get off on my stuff and then i'll like daydream all day and also, as two months have passed by, I haven't done much. So, <laughs> but you also love it. But I've had. But I feel like I yes, I love it. I love. You it. haven't done much, as proof by the amount of Marie Kondoing that's been completed. Yeah, exactly. that's going to be my running, my running, <laughs> <laughs> my running joke throughout this. Oh gosh. Um. Uh. So wait, does your boyfriend live alone? Yes. <clears throat> He's mm -hmm. got, he's got, he's living in Beachwood. He's living it up. I just went on a, a hike through uh, Beachwood the other day. It's so, it's amazing. It's I didn't I used realize to, how nice it was. I used to love that Beachwood cafe. That was like, that was like my number one spot. When I was, well, I hiked to the Hollywood sign and I came down through Beachwood. And when I was coming down through Beachwood, I was like, I could totally live here if I got rich. So he must be doing pretty yeah. well. Yeah, he does okay. Yeah. But he, he can't, ha he can't handle it because people are like, always out because it's so nice in that area mm -hmm. and it's like loud and you know and people are like hitting pots and pans everywhere you know i wonder i wonder what his happy place <laughs> is <laughs> he wants to live he needs to live in the woods um exactly. i was just reading this thing about how like elon musk um bought the house across the street from him because they were planning on doing knocking it down and doing construction and he didn't want to hear the construction so he just offered them an absurd amount of money to own the house so he didn't have to hear the construction wow that's amazing yeah it's, yeah. Psychotic. it's psychotic if you ask me but yeah. i also understand that because there was this construction happening over there for like two years and it was the biggest nightmare of my life it just like they sent cars down my street mm -hmm. so like you know how how bad traffic is already in the city normally and what like a murderer everyone on the how how sociopathic everyone driving in LA already is mm -hmm. but then imagine that you've been driving for an hour you're completely sociopathic it's rush hour and you're just trying to make this turn and then they just send you down a residential street and that's my street so every time i'm trying to back out of my driveway there were just cars like driving 70 miles per hour down my street like ah just in complete rage like rage out <laughs> like psychopaths um yeah. Because everyone in Los Angeles thinks whatever's happening is happening to them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, why is this happening to me? <clears throat> Including uh -huh. myself, you know? I'm well, no different than everyone. Yeah, I think that's maybe kind of like the nice thing about now is everyone just had to kind of stop and be yeah. like, uh, and be forced to kind of deal with it and deal with, and now everything's like a lot just quiet and peaceful. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I would agree with that if only the government would like do what it took to take care of people so that they weren't financially stressed out. Yeah, for sure. Because no, it's like, it's like, I can't like the homeless problem in this state was so bad already. I can't even imagine what's about to happen once like, once like the results of this start to take effect. 
it's going to get out of control. <laughs> it's terrifying. I mean, I feel like a lot of people already have moved back home. <clears throat> but other than that, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the homeless thing is definitely crazy. And uh, have you been recording your podcast at all during this? I have not. And I need, I can, <laughs> I need to do it. Because I could do it from home. Um, yeah, you could do like the Skype cast. Like I, I love Lorraine Lopez loves. Thank um, you. I, I, I really enjoyed being on it. Was one of my. It was one of my. I would rank that in my top podcast appearances. Oh really, wow, that's awesome! It was a good time. If I actually make my website during this pandemic, and then I will have like I wanted to do like a section of podcasts I was on, mm-hmm. and I would include mm-hmm. Lorraine Lopez loves in one of the podcasts. I was on that I think people should listen to. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Um, do you miss stand up? You know what's funny is I didn't like at first I just felt like I was confused by it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should be missing it. And everyone's posting how much they miss it. And then I just was like, also like social media. Like I just didn't even want anything to do with it. I was so out of it like I loved not knowing anything anymore like I I mean I like follow the news but I just was kind of that I don't want to feel like I had to post anything I don't want to feel anything and um but then I started watching I'm dying up here on Showtime and as soon as I watched that first episode I was like triggered of like emotions because I'm am such a quiet person that stand up for me is like I I mean you see me at open mics and stuff where I just say crazy ass shit that I feel is so personal that I would normally not tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was a way for me to like express myself so much that it was like, fuck, I, I need, it, it got me now. Like I, I want to be back on stage and, and, you know, I really want to make a, an, uh, an updated version of I'm dying up here, but about comedians doing stand up right now and dying of COVID on stage because they didn't, <laughs> they didn't respect the lockdown. Yeah. It's just like coughing into the mic and then like the next comic gets up and they take the mic and then it follows them as their lungs, uh, as the COVID metastasizes in their lungs and, and kills them. And it's yeah. called, it's called, I'm really dying up here. <laughs> <laughs> they can barely speak. Uh, um, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't have like more takes place of a- in Long Beach at uh, Therapeutic Noise. Inside jo- inside joke for those watching on uh, on Instagram, um, <laughs> but um, but but yeah, you know it's funny. I always have I always have trouble watching shows about stand up. You know mm-hmm. because like it's so funny. All my all my like friends and family members that don't do stand up, what's left of them. Um, they're always like, you got to watch Crashing or you got to watch, Ma-. my mom's like, you got to watch Maisel. You're watching Maisel, John. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to watch a show about people succeeding at the very thing I fail at day after day after day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a fantasy to them. It's like, it's like a harsh reality. I just spent all day doing that. I'm going to come home and watch it on TV. I want to like, I want to like go to San and then I want to come home and watch a show about a guy who goes to a job he hates, 
comes home to a wife he doesn't recognize and two children he wishes he never had. That's the show I need to see yeah, to help me continue following my dream. It's yeah. like, oh, God, that well, looks so that's, much worse than yeah, what I'm doing. <laughs> Very true. No, I, I mean, I was like thinking and I missed stand up, but also I was like, oh, I'm de- this makes me really sad. And now yeah. I realize that when I do stand up, a lot of times I'm really sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I have this whole philosophy that like you kind of have to be to do it. Like you don't I don't think you have to be sad to be funny. Like yeah. I think uh, I think you can totally be funny without being sad. I just think you need to be depressed to put yourself through the hell you have to put yourself through to do stand up. Cause like, if you're a happy person, funny or not, you go to one open mic, you're going to be like, that was terrible. I'm never, I'm never doing that again. You have to be so miserable. that Like you, you would rather be putting yourself through the open mic than whatever you're putting yourself through, not at the open mic. It has to be worse outside of that room than it is inside that room. And it's pretty bad inside that room. Yeah. And to keep coming back and that's just your normal. You and, you, and, you, and you enjoy, that's what you, you, you get obsessed with going back is the you weird do, part. You do, you do. It's like heroin, you know, it's like, it's like, ugh, this is, this is killing me, but <laughs> you know. Um, I remember I felt like such a crack, like when, uh, when the fourth wall cafe opened, like, uh, right around the corner from me and had like noon mics, I was like heading there and I'm like, man, I, I feel like a real addict going to open mics. <laughs> yeah, that's early. Yeah. Um, but then I just started doing it like all the time. <laughs> um, I wonder, I wonder what the landscape's going to be like once, uh, once we get back. Do you think... Now, do you think there will be more people doing it than ever before or less people doing it than ever before once this is done? Uh, I think I, I think people it's going to be less because I I feel like it's not going to be anytime soon. And it's going to be one of the last things to open up. And also when we it does happen, are people going to want to go into like crowded spaces of sitting in a place or also are people going to have the money? Like, I mean, for actual like shows, but like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. And I think with comedians, are they just going to like the weight? Is it going to distract them to do something else or because it's hard because you're, you're in it, you're in it. And when you take breaks and when you like, like I, there was like months where I'm like, I wasn't doing it as much. And then you kind of fall off. So is that a thing? I don't know. I wonder yeah, I myself, but I'm not. I'm going to get back on it, but, you know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, well, a big part of doing this podcast for me is this podcast is, like, a, very much my vessel through which I get to continue doing comedy of some form. And actually, I've written a bunch of material by virtue of the podcast. Like, I find, oh, nice. yeah. I find little bits here, and this is, like, where I write. And, and uh, so this, this is sort of my personal setup open mic for myself mm-hmm. through the pandemic to keep me to keep me sharp. Plus, I wanted to start a podcast for a long time, and this finally gave me the opportunity. So, um, yeah. So, so I've been enjoying that. How's your family doing? Um, they're it's okay. Not not too good. I don't feel not like too good. Not too good. It's been yeah. 
not too but when you say not too good not like bad in the sense that like they're dying of covid no just like lots of family drama so lots much of, drama. they're just not handling being locked up together. <laughs> they're just they're just not dealing with the house arrest yeah, um they're fine they're fine with that but i you know my mom and dad are are haven't been doing well for a very long time so it's like now they're quarantined and they don't speak like um, it's 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 almost like this this could have been an opportunity for them to like be forced to be together and work out their problems but instead it's only <laughs> exacerbated them yeah it is uh, and there is so many deep issues that are happening where i confronted my mom about something that I don't speak of. Like I can, I talk shit when I do stand up and stuff, but there's, I, I have don't communicate well. And even during this whole situation, I, you know, gotten in some deep conversations with my mom that are not good. Um, so we've caused that kind of bad blood between us. Um, and there's other things too. Like my dad actually works for a food warehouse. So he's still working and he's old and he works in like a warehouse with like 800 people. So yeah. So I, <laughs> so I basically haven't seen my parents for this whole entire time, but I saw them this weekend for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and also on top of that, I do have an aunt that was living on the streets, came to live with my parents in the midst of COVID. So there was a lot happening, but this weekend she was quarantined. And this, is, this is the aunt from your standup yes. set. Yes, yes. Oh man, she was living on the streets too. You never even included that part in the set. Yeah. So she's like, she's like the aunt who's been like trying to, uh, you can, you can stop me if you don't want me to, oh, Latte Larry's, I love that <laughs> cup. Uh, <laughs> give it up for her enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so they've been, so she was living on the streets. She was trying to split up your family. Everyone's forced to be quarantined together. Your family's <laughs> brought her into their home. Your dad is working at a warehouse that's probably been infected. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. That that is that is a family drama if I've ever heard one. It's like um, it's like Roma except it's Corona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so I went to go see them finally and I feel terrible because it's like, I'm like, well, I don't want to be infected. So I don't know if I should go home to see you guys, but I, I went and now I'm going to go every weekend and it doesn't matter if I get it, I get it, but I'm going to like continue to see my family. But at first it was hard to feel like I couldn't because mm -hmm. they live so close. But I think <laughs> the problem isn't so much if you get it, the problem is if you get it and then give it to them. Yes, but I haven't even seen anyone. I've only other than I've, your boyfriend. Yes, and has he seen anyone besides you? Um, he had a friend staying with him in the beginning of COVID, but that was the only person that he had. He and is he so, was, and he was locked down with him. Yes. Okay. And he's so crazy. Like he, if in a normal day, if someone's like six feet, like close to him, he would freak out. He'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> He couldn't handle the six feet distance <laughs> to begin with. Like this when you're, is a, when you get six feet close to him, he's like, "Get the fuck away from me, Lori." Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <You> guys. <laughs> uh, we're doing a lot better. Yeah, we're doing good. We're, we're doing good now. Good, but. good, 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 good. I remember. Um, I remember someone was telling me like they were like three months into their relationship and they started going to couples therapy. And I was like, that's a bad therapist. 
if you like called a couples therapist to go into therapy after three months and that therapist wasn't just like break up, they're not giving you, <laughs> they're a bad therapist. Yeah, um, that being said, <laughs> you know, I felt like I needed, probably needed a couples therapy about three months into my life, but we didn't work out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. But, I feel like but, most don't, you shouldn't, most people have broken up during quarantine. Most people that I know, and if you are staying together, most people are doing it because, you know, what else are you going to do? Like, you're just going to have to make it work. Um, not that I'm doing that. But. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that's good that you have the separate places and that you still like having it's what, what really works about your situation is that you both have separate places and you both live alone. So it's like, exactly. so, so it's essentially like your roommates with an escape, mm-hmm. you know? I think the problem is for a lot of people, especially in Los Angeles, is living in a house with multiple roommates and being in a relationship because it's like you can't really one person can't go live with the other person and their roommates. And there's also the anxiety about these two people seeing each other while there's all these other people who there's question marks around. Yeah, that is hard. How's Betsy? I haven't spoken to Betsy since, uh, but she's been posting a bunch of TikTok content. Is she saying, I just picture Betsy's house right now as like Ace Ventura with just animals everywhere that she's trying to save from. There's just a rat infestation and there's bats flying and parrots. And (laughs) is it kind of like that? There's just animals everywhere. Yeah. Really. Have you been talking to her? We have, but you know what? So I've been taking this as like, this is what I needed. Like I needed to not even feel bad for not doing anything. And Betsy is like, I wrote six pilots. I'm, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, do it. I just like, I have, oh shoot, I gotta go. I gotta do a TikTok video. I have to post a picture. I'm doing a radio show. Um, Like she, I wrote 10 new jokes. Like she is, she's like, I needed this. And I'm like, oh my God, like we're on two different places right now. So when I talk to her, I think it's like, I have nothing to to tell her. And then she's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she kind of like not to she's a little stressing me out because I it makes me feel bad where I'm like damn it like I feel like what am should I be doing something um yeah I think doing you great. guys need to write a pilot for the two of you you guys are such a duo there's such a yin and the yang there there there's like a true best friendship in in like what you're telling like like she's super hyper and you're super Mm-hmm. And you're super mellow, but it kind of like it works it kind out. Of like like it 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 fits you guys together. You fill each other's holes. Mm-hmm. You're the chill she needs, and she's the she's the exactly. she's the reason you got into stand up. Definitely, I would you never done it. You told me. I remember you told me a funny story once when we were hanging out that um, that. Uh, you were like, you were like Betsy, like you got into stand up because Betsy was like, you should, you know, you should do stand up, and like you felt special, yeah, because like Betsy was like, you're telling you, and then like the more you hung out with Betsy, you saw her telling everyone they should do stand up, and then you were like, and then you're like, maybe it was I, <laughs> no, was I mean, I like the best part was she was telling people that I was looking at, thinking there's no way this person can do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is the un like the most the least funniest person I've ever met, and she's be telling them. So I was like, 
Yeah, I did. I thought she saw something in me because I was so quiet. So I was like, this is such a weird thing that she's seen in me. But I was always obsessed with stand-up comedy. Never wanted to do it, but I loved it. So when she said that, I was like, oh, really? But yeah, no, it's all based off a fluke. It made you believe yourself. And then the more you saw her, then you started to question yourself. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I, I should have Betsy on the show and ask her these questions myself. But uh, but how's her lockdown with her husband? I feel like Betsy must love it. Does she love <laughs> it, or is it, or is it driving her crazy? In the beginning, I think she was kind of going crazy being home like that. But for her husband, I think he's extremely happy because Betsy was always out. <laughs> And now she's like cooking and like, you know, drinking a beer with her husband. So I think she's like, she does love it. She She's having a good time. Uh, what's funny, so I guess I guess the great irony of Betsy's stand-up is that she's out there like, I'm on all the date naps trying to keep tabs on her husband. But meanwhile, her husband the whole time's like, where's Betsy? <laughs> <laughs> why, why is she still out? Why, is she still, why am I alone in my home? I'm on all the, that's like the only way, the only thing Betsy knows is that he's not on dating apps. She has no idea what else he's doing because she's not there. (laughs) (laughs) But She's she's like out at a bar at like 1am, like, where's my husband? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's strange, but that's what she said. I think also because he is, I think that's what he likes about her. He yeah. likes cookies, and then so he, when they do hang out, it's so special. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good dynamic. It, it's working, but yeah. Well, it's challenging. You know, I think, I think, like, I think that's that's the ultimate challenge of dating a comic is like understanding, or dating any creative person is understanding mm-hmm. the uniqueness of their um, of their schedule and their situation. Yeah, no, I, I think that's what I realize with my boyfriend is we do spend a lot of time together and it's great. And I, but I do think that we are both like people that need our space. So if we, you know, like in the future, like we are probably going to have two apartments or two, like, I don't know if it's something to live in one place. Um, but also that like you guys are going to be married but live in separate <laughs> houses. But we can. What if we had like two places that we like we can be together, and then if someone needed space, or we could like go back and forth. I think that would be ideal. <laughs> I think so. I think that's how it would have to be, because. But also that's the thing with stand up is it's nice because normally I'll be out anyways, mm-hmm. you know. And he works opposite schedules. He's he works a day. He works in the day. So. I feel like, yeah, but I, I, so, so you're like, so you're like, he works during the day, I work at night, and then for the other like couple of hours we would be staying together, we need separate homes <laughs> so that we can, so that we can effectively never see each other if yeah. we want to. And that is a good relationship, a relationship <laughs> between two people who love each other and then are never together. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. I realized my whole life is I've, I spend most of my time alone and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so every time I've been in a relationship, it's always been with someone that was had a double life or basically. Had a double, wait, what, what do you mean had a double like, like? Well, you know, I had an ex-boyfriend that was like, basically was, I was with him for five years. He had 
been seeing someone else for like five and a half years that I didn't even know about, was having sex with different people all over town. Um, I think that he was most likely he was gay and just confused. Um, so there was a lot going on. He was a coke addict. I had no idea. I had never really been around cocaine. In order to solve these problems, <laughs> my current boyfriend and I will live in separate homes. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't see him for long periods of time. And that yeah, way I'll I'm know here, exactly what he's doing. Problem. What, but, what, yeah. You know, I got to hand it to you. It's amazing that like your trust can be betrayed so deeply. And yet like your your response to that is like, I don't need to see him. <laughs> like, well, like I instead mean, of, it's, I know a lot of people would be like, like constantly worried about what's happening in that situation. Yeah. I, on that one. Well, the thing is, I feel like I see my boyfriend like so much right now. So like, I don't know. I think just in general, I think some space is good, but no, I yeah. wouldn't like, give him all my time that I had. Um, I think, and we, and I've never, I have never been closer to someone where like, I feel like he's the first guy that I've ever not worn makeup around the first person that like, I just, you know, I could be myself and comfortable and there's no, I mean, even when I'm at his place, I just like do whatever. I, I don't normally feel like that with anyone. So that's great. It's good. So I think yeah. I am making progress. It's not. You no, know. I think I actually the funny thing I'm I'm messing with you, but I actually think uh, <laughs> I actually I actually think it sounds uh sounds really nice. Like like yeah, I think that's the ideal. Living in separate places, at least just until you're ready. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. But no, and you, also, you got you guys like, got an idea. I said also he's not like like my ex was like a narcissist, like needs a lot of attention. This my boyfriend is like kind of just kind of like the same personality as me, where he's just like I don't know. I can't imagine him, but you know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows what he's doing during the 24 hours a day? I don't see him. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's, that's all fun. Um, well, what else did I want? Did I want to ask you? Um, is the, is the W, are you go like, so were you, are you collecting unemployment? I was asking you that yeah, earlier. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So were, were you a like employee at the W? Like how did, how did that work? Are you just, <laughs> um, yes. Well, I, yeah, I was, um, it's why work. It's it actually, um, they, they're not part of the hotel. Okay. So, so it's like you're an employee of the restaurant in the, or the bar yeah. in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got lucky. I don't know how I, um, got my unemployment pretty quick. Where versus my coworkers, I still have coworkers that haven't received anything, which yeah. I, yeah. So, but the thing is too, is now that you have it, you still have to file your claims every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you do, if you don't file within the 14 days, I think the max you can go is 17 days. But if you don't file, you might not get your, your money for the two weeks. And I, the other day was on day 14. And like only from 14 to 17 days, you're going to have to like call and try to fight for that money. But 14 is the cutoff. And I didn't file till the 14th day. And I got it on a weird situation because if it's on a Sunday, it could roll over to Monday. So it was the 15th day and I got it, but I almost did not get my two weeks. So yeah, 
See, I'm stressed out because like my claim still hasn't been processed, but like I, 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 I believe it's supposed to be backdated to when you file the claim. Yeah, I, but... yeah, I think so. So you're gonna get a lot of money all at once. I mean, that'll be dope, <laughs> but also not as much money as I would have made just you know. Yeah. If the world hadn't collapsed. I guess that's like been the roughest thing for me is that I was doing so well mm. right before this. Like my business had never been doing better right yeah. before all this happened. But my business was literally event oriented. My business is like phase five. Like mm -hmm. that'll that mm -hmm. that'll be when it returns. Yeah. So um <laughs> So well, at least you, you're also not spending money, though. Right now, I feel like I'm saving so much. For the most part, I've cooked every meal. I haven't ordered from a restaurant one time since. Wow. Um, and the thing that's really amazing is I've gotten no better at cooking. Like, mm. <laughs> I yeah. think that's like like yesterday I tried, you know, I was thinking I was sad because I was thinking about swingers. I used to love going to swingers. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing there was their stuffed grilled cheese sandwich. Um, so I tried to make my own stuffed grilled cheese sandwich and it was like pepper jack, cheddar, guacamole, tomato, onion. And I just burnt the bread to a crisp because I have no idea what I was doing. I can't yeah. even make grilled cheese, Lorraine. Yeah. I am hopeless. But, um, it's but it's been a fun adventure, like learning to cook. The things I knew how to cook before I can still cook. I'm good at cooking pasta, but I'm also trying to not eat pasta. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> my goal is like one of the main things I'm one of my goals is to like be in better shape by the time this is all done. Wow. Um, you and, look uh, like you're in good shape. Thank you. Thank you. I've, uh, I've, I've done a, a hike and uh, a workout every day since, uh, since the quarantine began. And I've, I haven't really eaten better as you know, you could tell from my stuffed grilled cheese sandwich I tried to make yesterday, but I've eaten less. Yeah, um, that's good. So, so ultimately, uh, I think I'm the doing, only think person. Doing, maybe, maybe, I think a lot of people are, are getting in shape and then some people are just letting it ride. Um, I, I'm to the point, and this is so sad, where I hope that I just got fat and I'm not pregnant because... <laughs> no, you don't look fat at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I do you look, look exact, like, you look exactly the same to me. Okay. Um, but uh, anything you would like to promote before I let you go? Um, yeah, sure. I, I'll just get back to my podcast because that now is season one of Lorraine Lopez Loves is out, and you should catch up because I will come out with a season two and hopefully in the next two weeks. I'll it's really great. It's on Apple Podcast. It's on Spotify. You can listen to my episode, which my episode, I was a better, I, I was a better guest on Lorraine's show than I was host of, of my own show. Um, but oh, this has been, a, thank you, thank you. This has been, this has been a super fun episode. Uh, also, you know, check out stand-up clips of Lorraine online. Great stand-up stuff. I can't wait to see, you know, I look forward to your quarantine diaries podcast oh, once you get that going uh and uh if you uh, if you like the show have any questions for me you can email me at quarantinepodcast at gmail.com thank you guys for listening thank you lorraine for being on the show and i will catch you guys next time